0: our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.
1: Welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know-how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word "happy place" with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work From Your Happy Place. This is our 500th week episode celebration, and we are bringing to you some of our top five entrepreneurs and top five artists that we've interviewed over the course of having the show. I'm very excited to have one of those artists with you today. And I'll tell you, we'll get to know him in just a few more minutes. So some of our top five artists that you are going to see Featured in this episode as far as their bios, some of their show notes, and their show episodes. And then, of course, we will be visiting with Aaron in just a few moments. So, one of our artists that was one of our top featured artists was Jeff Allen. And he is a comedian that uh, works all over the country. And you will get to see his bio and hear that really awesome interview and that was episode 370, so make sure that you check it out. We also had Squire Rushdahl, and he is the best-selling author of 11 of the Godwink books and does a lot of work with Hallmark. Uh, His interview was so delightful, and I know that you're really going to enjoy that, so check it out. That was episode 202. Also, one of our all-time favorite episodes was Ben Folds, and of course, Ben Folds is one of the most prominent musicians, widely regarded as one of the major music influencers of our generation. It was one of my favorite interviews interviews that I've done, and I know that you will love checking that out, and that was number 350. And also, another one of my absolute favorites, she's touring now and just really incredible and that is sierra hull and she is a virtuoso mandolin player probably one of the best mandolin players in the country has been playing at the grand Ole opry since the age of 10 and has toured with some of the biggest stars in country music she was a delight on the show you're gonna glean so much information she's so wise for being such a young individual and I know that you're going to enjoy all that she had to say in her many wonderful escapades of all the the touring and performing that she has done over the years. That's episode 320. Today I have with me Aaron Lavigne and I am so excited because the last time that we caught up with Aaron, it was back in October of 2021. Uh, Aaron grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, where his love of music started since before he could speak. The Beatles, the Beach Boys, and Motown artists taught him the language of music while inspiring him to sing, pick up multiple instruments, and write songs. Aaron made New York City his ba- base after graduating with a BFA in musical theater from Northern Kentucky University where he has performed on Broadway, off-Broadway, Broadway tours with symphonies in Lower East Side rock clubs and on the high seas, concert halls across multiple continents. He recorded and released two original studio albums in Brooklyn and Cincinnati and wrapped up portraying Jesus in the 50th anniversary tour of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar, where he did portray jesus which was incredible i had the pleasure of getting to see that show and now we are catching up with him a year later post tour and wow i can't wait to give us give us all the details of what's been going on in aaron's life
3: um what's been going on in my life well it's been non-stop since i think the last time we we talked um well Yeah, so we did this interview, what, you said about a year or so ago, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, I went back on tour, and tour life is crazy and awesome. The show was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience, um, being able to see the country and see all these wonderful theaters, um, see a lot of friends and family across the country, and just grind away with the show and, and, you know, put out the best performance you could, you can do every single night. So it was a, it was a real honor. It was a pleasure to do.
2: So when you first started the tour, it was pre pandemic. And then you guys had to stop that tour in the middle of the pandemic and then pick it back up. Isn't that correct?
3: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We were in Cleveland, Ohio and um, yeah, we got shut down like our second, second uh, preview or whatever, before we opened. And um, we were all, you know, a little confused. And and our producer was like, well, we're thinking it's probably going to be, it could be a few weeks to maybe a couple months, but we should be back after that. And we we're all like, okay, well, we get a little break. And then that turned into like 18 months. Um, and then, yeah, it was really great to get our, get our, you know, back on the road, get our, get moving again. And, uh, we opened in Portland, Oregon, and we just, we didn't stop, you know, we just kept going. It was great.
2: Wow. So they, they kind of updated it and did a little different version of that story. You want to speak to that just a little bit? Cause it was pretty awesome.
3: Yeah. You mean that just our production, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's a more modern take on the production. It was, um, uh, it was in a lot of ways it was really simple. It was just, it was a lot of just simple storytelling um, through the music and, uh, through instrumentations and arrangements. Um, most of it went back to the, um, to the Brown album, Jesus Christ Superstar that was released. Um, I want to say it was like 70 or 71 that won the, it won the Grammy and one album of the year. It was like a worldwide phenomenon. So, you know, there's been multiple versions of it since then. And this production just wanted to get back to that, that version of it. Um, And it worked out great because in this version jesus was a singer songwriter and um i've been doing that and performing in theater for a while and uh it just kind of worked out that i that i fit the mold for what they were looking for and it was a challenge it was it was a it was a real challenge Um, but it was incredible the music uh, is amazing the vocals were great the choreography really moved the story along it was very fluid and and human um, the storytelling was very human. It was it was a really neat production. It was very cool.
2: It really was. I loved it so much. So, since the, being on the road and doing a, a massive tour like that, it's pretty grueling as well as it's it's exhilarating. But it's pretty grueling at the same time. Yeah. And I know you've taken some R and R time uh, <laughs> after that. So tell us a little bit about. I was watching some of your pictures, and gosh, you just did a lot of traveling and it looks like you really were able to sort of get recentered and take some good care of yourself. So.
3: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think, and I'm still continuing that journey now. Yeah. It's been, this show was such a massive part of my life and uh, my career and my public identity and just everything. So it was, um, yeah, it took about, I don't know, five weeks, went up to Washington state, um, did some travel through some national parks up there and went to Canada, went to Banff and Yoho and Jasper. Um, mm-hmm. and then drove across the Northern, drove across I-90 and went to the Badlands and the Battle of Little Bighorn and Mount Rushmore. And then I ended up on the, uh, East coast on Ocracoke Island and I played a little music there and was just relaxing and went and saw Elton John in Washington, DC. And then I flew out the next day uh, to Key West. And I, um, I worked on a new show, like a show that's in development now, um, that was, you know, having public performances, uh, called Bumfarto, The Legend of the Blow. And it's a hilarious musical comedy. And it was such a pleasure to go work with, with, with all of them down there. It was, uh, really what I needed. It was really, it was a beautiful, beautiful gig. It was really fun. So then, yeah, so I did that. And then, uh, uh, now I'm in Cincinnati in my home in Cincinnati and, I am kind of relaxing, still kind of making moves, but just trying to figure out what my uh, what my best uh, path forward is here. And also just literally just trying to relax a little bit and just take it easy, you know, welcoming all well, of it.
2: Certainly well-deserved. And I think that that's so important for uh, we can work really, really hard, but y- you have to take that. Uh, those breaks and that sort of self-care and you have to do that in order to come back being the best version of yourself
3: again. I think so too. I mean, I definitely, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I think it's a balance, right? You don't, you know, I don't, I tend to, I want to stay busy. So if I don't have something going on or if I don't have, if I don't feel like there's a purpose in my life in the moment, then I start to get really antsy and I really want to be able to like lock up what I'm looking for. But so but at the same time, you're right. I need my mind and my heart and my body to just unwind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to embrace that. I'm having, I'm, 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 you know, I'm embracing it, but then I'm like, all right, what's next? Let's go. And then I'm also just, you know, I'm trying to pull myself back and just live in the moment and just enjoy what, what I have around me right now.
2: That's awesome. So I want to speak to some of the young people out there that are listening to the show and um, just kind of, we're going to go back in, in your career just a little bit. So upon graduating from college, like what, what was that transition from, from getting out of college to getting your first gig to like, what was that, what was that time period like and yeah. what was your plan of action and, and, and what happened during that time?
3: Well, um, you know, I often say the, the, the only way to do something is to just do it. Right. Um, yep. and you know, sometimes I need to take my own advice. Sometimes I get a little trepidatious on things, but you know, back then I didn't have any, I didn't really have any backup plan or anything. So yeah, I graduated college and I sold my car for my first month's rent and, and literally moved to New York with about four, $400 in my pocket. Wow. And my buddy got me a job waiting tables It was January and it was cold and it sucked and it was just, I was miserable and I had friends there, which was great, but I just kind of felt lost and I just started auditioning and, um, yeah, so I really just went and did it. I don't, you know, it's funny that you asked me this question. I'm, I'm doing a couple master classes coming up and it's, and part of it is just like figuring out, it's for college kids and it's mostly just figuring out like how to navigate this based on what your, your, you know, your background is or your financial situation or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, so for me, I really didn't have a choice. You know, I graduated school, college, and I didn't have much of a backup plan. So my, my plan was to go to New York and just go for it. Um, and, yeah, so I went to New York. And a few months later, I started getting a couple offers, um, a few gigs. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a long journey. It's been a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But it's, it's been, um, man, it's really taught me a lot. <laughs> I'll say that.
2: Absolutely. So, kids then are they they get into this college program, and then what can they do to best utilize those summers? The summers, summers? off,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, it depends on your program, I guess. For, for me, my college um, was a, a little state school um, in northern Kentucky, right here, right here near Cincinnati, um, and they really utilized. Um, the Southeastern Theater Conference. Um, there's an NETC and SETC, so we would go to SETC um, pretty much every year, except for my freshman year. I think I went to SETC, and it's basically just like a huge, you know. There's colleges from all over the country, and there's summer stock pro- programs from all over the country. So you go and you audition for summer stock, and I did a couple summers um, of uh, doing summer stock at the Lost Colony, which is in uh, North Carolina. And it was really cool. It was amazing. I mean, you meet, you meet, I met all of my future friends that moved to New York that way. Um, I met casting directors from New York City and our director was Terrence Mann, who was a great actor from New York. And um, William Ivy Long was the the production designer who's, you know, multiple Tony award-winning person. So, you know, it was good to kind of have that perspective and say, okay, well, you know, if I'm working on this level, you know, can I work on the next level? And I was really encouraged by, you know, people down there, um, especially Dave Clemens, who was our casting director at the time, you know, you know, kind of pushing me in the direction saying, yeah, I think you could probably come up to New York and, and start working. So, you know, that gave me a little bit more confidence to be like, okay, I can, I can actually do this. So yeah, you, I, you, you're grinding, you're grinding all summer, but yep. you make some of your best friends that way. Lifelong memories the show was fun. I was living on the beach it was crazy. It was just so fun. We partied all summer. It was like, it was incredible. So it was like all of this (laughs) cool stuff wrapped up into one. And I'm really glad I did that. Um, that for me was really, really, a really positive experience. And I would say some kind of version of that for anyone in college would be, would be a really good idea. Um, you really want to start networking and figuring out who you, you know, it's the only way you can figure out who you are as a person. Um, you know, in order to offer somebody, uh, offer yourself to a role or, or to a company, a theater company or, or, or a tour or whatever it might be, you know, you really have to know who you are, um, or at least you have to be on the path of figuring that out. So for me, it was a, it was a good way to, you know, uh, put myself in that mindset, you know?
2: Good. Yeah. I've heard that from several of our artists and highly recommend doing summer stock programs yeah.
3: Yeah, and def- it is a
2: grind for sure.
3: Yeah, you don't make any money and it's but it's so fun. And it's it's something where, you know, you kind of have to you're making investments all the time in yourself, what you're you're doing. And that's definitely an investment.
2: That absolutely. So what about any further education did you do after that, like classes or did you continue like just mastering your craft, I guess, is a good way to frame that?
3: Well, I, I wish I would have done more to be honest with you. Um, when I moved to New York, like I, I couldn't afford to take classes, like so I was literally just kind of winging it or doing it myself. Um I would take I would do some coachings every now and then. I would do some vocal coachings, um, you know, when I when I had a little bit of money coming in. Um, yeah, and I, I do more now. I, now I, I definitely like I want to check in with my voice. Um, I want to check in with a coach if I have an audition, you know that that I'm, you know, uh, you know, doing the material in, in mm-hmm. a way that I feel comfortable. Um, yeah, and uh, I have a, a voice uh, person that I work with here um, who, you know, uh, she's a pathologist and she does really well in treating me and stuff. So it, it keeps me on the path of, you know, staying healthy and mm-hmm. living a healthy lifestyle in order to be able to sing and, and speak, you know, at, on multiple days a week. Um, so I, I think it's really smart. And if you can, if you have the money to do it, I think it really is a good way to keep yourself disciplined. Um, I didn't do much when I, like I said, I didn't do much when I first moved to New York. I didn't have any money. So, um, so I kind of just was figuring it out. I kind of took the hard way to do it.
2: But I think it's really important for people out there listening that you're here, you are all these years later and you're still doing it. It's an important thing. To continue to master that craft, and at this yeah. point in your life, it's like in uh, taking really good care of your voice.
3: Yeah, I mean, and that all comes with maturity, and um, you know, depending on what you want your career to be or what opportunities you get to. I mean, like like the show I just the tour I just finished, Jesus Christ Superstar, was just physically demanding, emotionally demanding, vocally demanding. So you re- I really had to like kind of build my life around the show itself. Um, And build my health around that. So, you know, enough sleep, enough water, you couldn't go out and scream at bars and stuff like that. You know, you had to like, really like, you couldn't go out to like clubs and stuff. You had to kind of keep your voice in a a quiet place and rest and make sure you worked out and stretched and took care of your body and stuff. So it it becomes kind of a holistic approach.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, this has been delightful catching up with you again and thanks for um thanks for being on the podcast originally and so it's just yeah, it's so fun that you're you're in our top 5. That's amazing. So, I, love I know.
1: That.
2: Yeah, pe- people are people are digging your interview. So there you go. Oh,
3: so great. Yeah, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you uh you reached out. That's really great. I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah,
2: so for everybody wanting to go listen to Aaron's full interview, it was number 264, so check that out, uh, and you can hear the entire interview. Check out some of our other artists. Remember Jeff Allen, we had um, Squire Rushnell we had Ben Folds, and Sierra Hall. and they were all really dynamic and such a joy to have on the show. Uh, Aaron, it's been so great catching up with you, and I can't wait to hear what... Uh, what things you have in store in the near future. So oh, we'll yeah. be we'll be following you and keeping great updates.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to see you soon too. You know, that's cool.
2: Yeah. I hope so too. Right. On the lake in the summer. <laughs> On the
3: lake. Let's go.
2: All right. It was good seeing you. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone for tuning in today to work from your happy place. We know you have choices of where to spend your time and we're so glad that you chose to spend it with us. Make sure that you follow or subscribe and uh, we'll see you next time on Work From Your Happy Place. Don't forget to tune in and check out all of the other great celebrations we're doing this week, celebrating our 500th week. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon.
1: Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.